of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Coming at you live from a living room in Indiana. This is no buts about it. And just when we thought that the quarterback carousel was slowing down a bit, we had Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. We had Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers, and Tom Brady came out of retirement. All of a sudden, something else happens. Baker Mayfield might be on the move. Baker Mayfield seems like he doesn't want anything to do with Cleveland right now, actually. Deshaun Watson wants to go to Cleveland. The Falcons, Saints, and Panthers are also interested in Deshaun Watson. Ultimately, it's up to Deshaun and the Texans as to where he goes because they have to approve the trade package that they'd get for Deshaun, and Deshaun has to approve of the team. But... Baker Mayfield did not seem to like this at all. The The way it was handled was not done well, and he seemed a bit broken in his letter that he released to Twitter last night. Now, for some context, Baker Mayfield played the best that he could last season. But to be fair, he had a broken arm, a broken shoulder, and I believe a broken wrist. So you do the math on how well you think you'd play in those conditions. Baker released this to Twitter. Cleveland, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind this silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. I have given this franchise everything I have. That is something I have always done at every stage and at every level. And that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the mentality that aligned so well with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Bacon Reagan Mayfield. End quote. That sounds like a man who believes he is done, to be quite frank. And it is rumored that his preferred spot 
is the Indianapolis Colts, who still need a quarterback. Now, Browns fans are split on whether or not they think that they should move on from Baker Mayfield. However, if there's one thing that is quite clear, Colts fans want Baker to come to Indianapolis. They think that he would be a good fit for the offense. He's used to having strong runners with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, so having to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor shouldn't be anything new, but he can also pass when need be. He's also young and can be mobile if needed. When healthy, Baker Mayfield is a great quarterback that I too believe would fit well into the Colts scheme. The Browns have to be very careful here though, because if they lose out in the bidding war against Deshaun Watson, now they've got an upset quarterback that they have to play with. Or they lose out cut and cut Baker Mayfield, and then they have no quarterback. Those are the two options. Either way, it will be interesting to see what happens in the days to come regarding where Baker Mayfield goes. Will he be in Cleveland? Will he be with the Colts? Those seem to be the two options that predominate the media. However, out West, they seem to have everything together. It seems like the AFC West has been making all of the right moves. The Chargers have brought on Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, and they already had a staunch defense with Joey Bosa on the other side of where Khalil Mack will now be standing. And the Raiders just brought on Chandler Jones, who was playing for the Arizona Cardinals. He is a sack machine. No quarterback is safe when Chandler Jones is on the field. But no need to worry because the Broncos in the same division have Randy Gregory from the Cowboys, which he said he was going to go sign with the Chargers, and then he saw the contract. He was like, nope, I'm not signing that. Went with the Broncos instead, where he will be with Bradley Chubb and all those monsters. Speaking of ex-Broncos and new Broncos and the Broncos at all, Von Miller, who won a Super Bowl with the Broncos and most recently with the L.A. Rams, I just got a notification, is not going to go back to the Broncos. He's not re-signing with the Rams. People thought he was interested in the Cowboys. That's not happening either. It says that linebacker Von Miller agreed to a six-year contract. That is huge. The Buffalo Bills defense was already the number one defense in just about every important defensive category. And now they have Von Miller, one of the best linebackers. People say he's a bit old for the position. However, he'll be 34 in March, and he's still one of the best at his position. March 26th, to be exact, is when Von Miller will be turning 34. He, uh, We talked about this on the last episode of the podcast, but if you didn't listen to that, he is one of six defensive players in NFL history to get Super Bowl MVP. So he's definitely in an elite group. Uh, he, this should not be ignored. This is a huge deal for the Buffalo Bills, who seem to just fall short every year to making it to the AFC Championship or to the Super Bowl usually losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So this is just another way to hopefully shut down Patrick Mahomes when those playoff 
games start rolling around, and he will definitely be able to get them there. According to this article off of ESPN by Brady Henderson, give credit where credit's due, um, the Buffalo Bills have not had a player finish a season with 10-plus sacks in a season since Lorenzo Alexander in 2016 when he had 12-and-a-half sacks, Uh, end quote. So that is a big deal. He'll definitely be trying to break that record, I'm sure. And if there's someone on that team who will be able to break that record, it is the Buffalo Bills. But it's free agency frenzy. It's craziness. Things are happening that I don't necessarily like. You might not necessarily like for your favorite team. But they're happening anyway because that's the way free agency works in the NFL. Going to my Cincinnati Bengals. We lost a locker room leader in uh, CJ Uzama. He really is what brought the team together. He was one of the older players on the team on a very young squad. So he's not that old. It's just the Bengals are a very young team. And he was a locker room leader, and I really liked him. I enjoyed watching him play. He is going to the New York Jets, but that does not mean that that is the only move that the Jets will be making. Seems like along with the with the AFC West, the AFC East has been taking care of free agency. The Miami Dolphins brought in Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to back up Tua Tagovailoa. I apologize to Tua if I mispronounced his last name. I will continue to work on it. However, they also brought in Chase Edmonds, who was a running back for the Cardinals, along with James Conner. And they took Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson off a free agency. And... I don't know what the Cowboys are doing. They let Amari Cooper go to the Browns. They let Cedric Wilson go to the Dolphins. I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup are both good receivers, don't get me wrong, but it seems like you'd need a third guy out there who's proven. And the New York Jets, as I said, they took C.J. Uzama. They've uh, beefed up their O-line with Lakin Tomlinson, 49ers offensive guard. Definitely going to help the young uh, Zach Wilson. And they re-signed Braxton Berrios, who was one of their top receivers last year. And they brought in Buccaneers safety Jordan Whitehead. So the Bills are not the only teams in the AFC East making moves. The Jets still probably have a few years before they can really get this squad going. But hey, the Bengals did it in one year, so anything is possible. So, that's just a quick overview of a quick uh, 10 minutes of what has happened in the last three days on free agency. And now, I think it's time that we kind of look at what some teams need who could be competitors. So, starting with the Cincinnati Bengals. They were Super Bowl... Losers. They, they lost the Super Bowl they get to the L.A. Rams. They got second. Not a huge fan of that, obviously. I'm a fan of the Bengals, personally. But I will try to be objective here. They need to beef up the O-line, obviously. That was a big problem in the Super Bowl. 
And they did that in the first day of free agency. They had two signings. And then they did nothing. Like, I'm not sure that they've actually brought in anyone. I think they re-signed a couple people. But honestly, it's been kind of dead the last two days. Not real impressive, especially when we let our tight end one go. I'm personally holding out hope that, for whatever reason, Rob Gronkowski does not re-sign with Tom Brady. And he comes to the Bengals to play with Joe Burrow. Be the first time he has played for another quarterback in his entire career. It's a long shot, I know. Don't make fun of me. It's just a desperation move I'm making in grief of the loss of our tight end, Uzama. The Indianapolis Colts, as we mentioned earlier, need a quarterback. It is the most recognizable position in football. Even if you don't know a lot about football, most people can name a quarterback. Maybe not the quarterback of a specific team, but if you ask name an NFL player, 9 out of 10 times they're going to name a quarterback, even if they don't know that he is a quarterback. The fact that the Indianapolis Colts, for two years now, have been quarter basically quarterbackless. Like Phil Phil Rivers was good. Carson Wentz was decent when he wasn't injured. There they would be a playoff team easily if they had a average quarterback. You had seven pro bowlers on the defense. You have all these guys that are amazing on defense. You have Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the NFL, potentially the best running back in the NFL, aside from Derrick Henry. And you're wasting their primes because you're not going out and making this big move. Maybe it'll be expensive, but it is the move you need to make if you want to be in the playoffs, if you want to be competitive, if you want a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield is that guy. He isn't the best. He isn't another Peyton Manning. Maybe not even another Andrew Luck. Haven't really seen enough of Baker Mayfield to know if he is potentially good. I mean, they the Browns didn't use their strengths at all. It was just a horrible system. He played under th- three different coaches since 2018. Bring him into Indianapolis, give him a good team, give him a good offensive line, give him a good run game, smart play calling, and see what Baker can do. Maybe you'll win a playoff game. Maybe you'll beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars are making more moves in free agency than the Indianapolis Colts have. And the Jaguars are nowhere near the playoffs. The Colts, for the last four years, have been knocking on the door Phillip Rivers took them there, and I believe they lost in the first round of the playoffs. If you bring in good quarterback play, bring him some weapons, you've got a Super Bowl contender team. Uh, You have top five O-line, top five defense. I don't see why you're so hesitant to go out and get a guy. You're playing the AFC West, which we just talked about, has great pass rush. You're going to need a quarterback with somewhat experience 
and a guy who can move. Baker Mayfield's that guy. Let's let's look here. In Denver, you have Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb running at your quarterback. In Kansas City, you presumably have Frank Clark and Chris Jones running at your quarterback. In L.A., you have one of the Bosa brothers, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack running at your quarterback. And in L.A., you have Mr. Interception himself trying to intercept balls by your quarterback, thrown by your quarterback. And at the Raiders, you have Max Crosby, who is so big that when he was born, they had to break his collarbone. This is of his own testament. When he was born, he was so big, they broke his collarbone so that he could be born safely. And he's that, so they gave him two X's. His name is Max XX Crosby. That's a big dude. Your quarterback's going to need to be mobile. These guys are going to be quarterback hunting. They're not going to go easy on them. Going to need a guy who's going to play smart, has experience, and is able to move out of the pocket if necessary. Right now, the Colts don't have that. Right now, they have a guy who was drafted last year from Texas named Sam Ellinger. Is he young? Yes. Can he move? Probably. Does he have experience in the NFL facing some of the top pass rushers, some of the biggest, fastest men in the world? No, he doesn't. That's what worries me about the Indianapolis Colts. And makes me think that they are not taking the playoffs seriously. They don't want to win. I hope they prove me wrong, though, because I'd love for the Indianapolis Colts to win. I'm from Indiana. I grew up a Colts fan. And it would be great to see them win a Super Bowl as long as it does not come at the cost of the Cincinnati Bengals. And it just came up on my phone that the Jets are signing another tight end. Tight end Tyler Conklin from the Minnesota Vikings. So that is another tight end that the Bengals missed out on. Cincinnati Bengals. Please bring Rob Gronkowski to Cincinnati. Even if it is just for experience in the locker room to help a draft pick and younger tight ends such as Thaddeus Moss and Drew Sample. Thank you. That probably won't happen. Um, we're, we're struggling over here in Cincinnati right now. Coming off of, actually I'm not even in Cincinnati but I I feel like I'm struggling. I shouldn't be. Bengals are still a very good team, but it just hurts to see this happening. All these tight ends coming off the chart, and we have one who's really – he's a really good blocker. Drew Sample's a great blocker, not a great catcher. So that's what I'm worried about. But I trust the front office. They've done well before, and we will see – what we end up with this year. Also, the Texans 
are set up great. They're, they have the third draft pick. They have, who I personally believe had the best rookie season as a quarterback behind Mac Jones. Not saying career-wise he's going to be better, but I think with what he was given, Davis Mills has a great future ahead of him. Great football IQ. He plays very smart. And if the Texans stick with this guy, give him some weapons, they could become a competitor in the AFC South against the Colts and the Titans, who are already bouncing back and forth. But the Colts don't have a quarterback, so there's that. Oh, I just saw we re-signed our long snapper. Love Clark Harris as well. He's got a great mustache. Uh, but I wish we would sign a tight end or an O-lineman or something. But, again, just trusting the front office. Come on, uh, Zach Taylor. Bring in, bring in those guys you need to win us the Super Bowl. So, uh, we've got about five minutes left on this show. So, I want to talk a little bit about what else this show is going to have eventually right now we're just kind of setting the stage figuring out who our key players are where they're going to be um we're going to talk about the storylines a bit as those go on whose charity is doing what in the league and what they're doing to help out their cities we'll be talking about that once we figure out where players are actually going to be because that tends to be helpful um we'll also be talking about the different faith lives of some of these players and how that has affected them in their careers. We will be talking about um, some interesting topics and some underdog stories. I love underdog stories. So that's something I really want to bring to people so that they can be inspired by those. And we can hopefully inspire other people to go into the NFL, even though they have these stories, or uh, do better than these people. Some examples include stories of alcoholics who have come out recently in the NFL, guys with mental health issues, guys with drug abuse issues, some big names out there. And uh, if you haven't heard their stories, we'll be telling them right here, along with covering the rest of the NFL. We will hopefully be able to have a few of those people on at some point to interview them. Uh, That's going to be where I'm going to ask for your help, though. Please subscribe to this podcast. Help us out. Um, Share it with friends. Um, If you don't like, as Pat McAfee says for his show, if you don't like it, pretend it never happened. I'm not stealing that from him. I promise, Pat. I'm just, it's true. Just forgive me. I'm still learning with this. And I'm hoping that this can become something that we all thoroughly enjoy. That I enjoy making, you enjoy listening to. And hopefully we get some uh, pretty cool names on this show. And we get to talk to them. Get to talk to some coaches, players. Uh, everyone you see on TV and we can get to know them better than 
what uh, we already do from the interviews we see on TV. That being said, this is episode two of No Buts About It coming to an end. Thank you for listening if you got this far. Uh, Please also go follow the Instagram page I set up. It is, let me pull it up, No Buts underscore show. So that's N-O-B-U-T-T-S underscore show. And right now there are two posts up. So if you go follow that, you will see when new shows are posted. You will see uh, me posting things about stuff going around the league in between shows. And you will see other things related to the NFL and this podcast. So again, thanks for listening. Please share and uh, tell your friends about this show if you enjoyed it. Because we're hoping to really grow this into something bigger than what it is already. Uh, goal is to have 50 listeners, 50 regular listeners by the end of the year. Right now we're at five. So we're already 10% of the way there. Got the other 90% to go, but I believe we can do it. This is me and you working together. So let's bring it around. Let's uh, help uh, bring faith and the NFL together, tell some NFL stories, tell some faith stories and inspire people together. Thanks for listening.